0: Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports, as always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, I know it's been a while, uh, about two weeks now, but uh, we are back, and now I'm going to uh, be ramping it up about two episodes a week. You can expect moving forward, and boy, do we have plenty of content, Uh, well, we have a lot of spring training things to cover, uh, and I, I will definitely continue uh, to talk about that. Um, and I'll talk about just kind of the general uh, the general feel, positional battles, uh, rotational stuff. I'll, I'll talk about that in the next episode, um, right before opening day. But before I do that, I uh, wanted to uh, just kind of give a little bit of a summary uh, of how my perception of um, you know what, what Rocky's the, the Rocky's fan base feels like, at least on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, Rocky's Twitter uh, over the past couple weeks has run kind of a tournament um, just to, uh, you know, figure out who is the, the, the superior user of Rocky's Twitter. Um, and one of the events that went down uh, during this tournament was. It was sort of a trend on Rocky's Twitter called "Roast the Rockies," right? So everyone participating in this uh, in this tournament uh, had a chance to roast the Rockies in their own capacity, and boy, it was an entertaining um, series of events. That uh, that's for certain. Uh, so I'm going to describe several of them. Definitely would recommend checking uh, some of them out. Um. And then I'm going to talk about uh, one specific roast that I think uh, (laughs) highlights some more uh, some more deeper issues that that I can talk about. Um, But the the first roast of note, um, you know, is something that I've talked about for a while. Uh, Manny Rendawa, he writes for MLB.com about the Rockies. um, Does a lot of work with Statcast. Uh, Manny's. great, fantastic guy. Uh, I was there with him uh, during the Larry Walker induction. He was probably uh, the biggest advocate uh, for Larry Walker to be in the Hall of Fame. It, Larry Walker may not be in the Hall of Fame without Manny uh, So, you know, I, I appreciate Manny Rindala just in general for uh, you know, what he what he does and what he brings to uh, Rocky's coverage. Uh, so he Uh, dropped an infographic for his his submission for the Rockies tournament, and most of the information covers Jeff Breidich's tenure as general manager from 2015 to the present. Um, The last two seasons, 2019-2020, were the the highest rank in franchise history um, in payroll, so the Rockies have spent more money relative to the rest of the league in payroll um, at 12th in each of their respective seasons. Uh, in addition to this, the total win-loss record has been 418 wins to 453 losses, so a 480 win-loss record. Uh, for an above-average uh, payroll, that's definitely not something that's very encouraging. The free agent signings under this, uh, this, this regime, uh, about $227 million in free agent signings between Gerardo Parra, Ian Desmond, Wade Davis, Brian Shaw, Jake McGee, Daniel Murphy, um, a few more, but 227 million total total wins above replacement from that money. Well, negative 4.8. Uh, that's it, usually when you spend on free agents, you want them to produce above average value for you. Uh, that's not the case in in, in this tenure. Uh, during his entire tenure, uh, Jeff Breidich, the past five seasons, the Rockies have been uh, dead last in WRC plus at 88. Uh, they have produced 71.8 wins above replacement, and 91% of that between Arnauto Blackman, Blackman's story, uh, that's that's a uh, 65.3 wins above replacement. So uh, you know that is not getting anything out of his non-stars. Um Breitich was able to uh, you know get rid of Tulowitzki, get mad at him, and uh, piss him off, send him to Toronto. Um <sighs> Granted, Toronto didn't really receive too much value out of that trade because Lewitsky was so hurt, <clears throat> but it's it's possible that he could have received more value um, than he did. Uh, Lemahieu was gone, and uh, in favor of signing Daniel Murphy, who is retired and not good. And Daniel uh, DJ Lemahieu has put up uh, MVP caliber seasons the past few seasons. So uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that one looked dumb even in the moment. <laughs> uh, Nolan Arenado is gone, and Trevor Story is probably going to be gone soon. So uh, Manny Randall was definitely very comprehensive in this uh, infographic, and that was uh, it was a bit painful to see, but it was it was also um, accurate and, and excellently uh, performed by Manny Randall. So uh, thank you for that one. Uh, Sam Kissel on Twitter. Um, sort of went on a, a short little two-minute roast. Um, mostly it was about the aesthetics of the Rockies, which, which was kind of funny. Um, and he talked about the mascot and he he said, uh, one of my favorite, uh, well, my favorite quote from this whole thing was, he said, uh, Dinger the dinosaur serves as a reminder that the last time the Rockies were good, people didn't exist yet. And perpetually we are at the mercy of our reptilian overlords, Dick and Charlie Montfort. Um. I was a big fan of that one. That was that was definitely entertaining for me. I'll definitely go check that one out on Twitter as well. Uh, Sabermetric skeptic, well known, well known face on Rocky's Twitter. Kevin writes over at uh, Purple Row, I believe. Um, uh, sort of did a, a mock news report about the the uh, uh, kind of a, a fake unorthodox method that the Rockies signed Daniel Murphy to. Um, I'm going to talk about the irony of that one, but. Um, you know, in a couple roasts, but that one was, it was funny uh, talking about how Daniel Murphy was a toothy in one of the, the, the tooth runs that the Rockies do at Coors Field. That's how he was signed. Uh, it, that one was, was fairly entertaining. And uh, the irony of that one uh, also, also hit a little bit after, um, well, one of the later roasts next uh, take a hike on Twitter um, hike, I assume is, is uh, some sort of name H E I C H E, uh, it was this one was probably just the best in terms of quality. Uh, when a fake, a fake call menu going through different parts of calling Coors Field, uh, roasting the analytics department, roasting the front office, ownership, um, etc. It was an excellent listen. My personal favorite, uh, so definitely listen to that one. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, the roast from Nick Groke over at the Athletic. This one was unofficial, uh, but I'm definitely taking taking it into consideration because it uh, it appeared at the same time as you know everything was being dropped, and it effectively roasted the Rockies, um, basically as as much as anyone could, especially someone in in position as a journalist with a platform like The Athletic. Uh, but before I get into that specific. Roast. Uh, I'm going to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook. So uh, March is about to end, uh, but March Madness has been going for a while. 68 teams started this tournament, and only the best have survived. Uh, I, I'm very excited to to watch the rest of this tournament. Um, you know a lot of good-looking NBA prospects, especially especially interested in the Mobley brothers over at USC. Um, the Pac-12 is good, so um, this this Gonzaga uh, USC game it's going to be very exciting. Um, number one two-point offense in the nation, actually all-time against the number one two-point defense in the nation and also all-time. Uh, so that's that's going to be a very, very fun matchup to watch. But DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of this action. If you bet $1 on any tournament game and your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is a 100-to-1 odd. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. And all it takes is a $1 bet, and that team is winning their next game. Um, now, There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Well, um, I am not a betting expert, but I do watch a bit of college basketball. And Gonzaga, I made six brackets. Gonzaga was my pick to win in five of them. Uh, Gonzaga is uh, overwhelming this year. Corey Kispert is unbelievable. Jalen Suggs, fantastic. True Timmy, and, and even uh, their ancillary uh, cast is is fantastic. So I don't think they have won a game by less than ten points this season. So um, I would be fairly picking, fairly confident in picking Gonzaga. Um, but you know that's up to you. But uh, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn one dollar into $100 if the college basketball team over your choosing pulls off the win. That's code MHS to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So back to the article that Nick Roke wrote um calling out the Rockies for a lot of, uh, a lot of organizational failure. Uh, so I think you know one of the first things that, that Groke opened up with that really that really stuck out to me was how other executives treat uh, the Rockies or, or at least uh, think of, of the Rockies. Uh, one rival executive, according to Groke, sort of said tongue-in cheek uh, that he hopes Bredge keeps his job. Uh, sort of suggesting that it's it's a benefit for the rest of the league if Brightish keeps his job and the Rockies uh, continue to plummet. Uh, one Another rival executive said, they're one of the weirdest front offices to deal with. We're never really close to being on the same page on any concept we talk about. My feeling is that they're very insular. Uh, so, I mean, this is not a very encouraging sign. And... I think the story becomes more believable the more you look into it. Uh, from an internal perspective, uh, the analytics department was asked to weigh in on the first basement decision uh, when during the, the summer that Ian Desmond was signed. And Ian Desmond, as we recall, was signed to a fairly large free agent contract. So, Breidich asked the analytics department to rank Mark Trumbo, Mitch Moreland, Mike Napoli, Trevor Plouffe, and Chris Carter. And, uh, apparently, the analytics staff, the department, put Ian Desmond near the bottom of that list. uh, Because he had never played first base before in his previous eight professional seasons. And, I mean, his agent wasn't really looking for uh, a contract of value. But... That season, Jeff Breidich signed Ian Desmond for more money than all of the other uh, first basemen on that list signed for combined. So, yes, Bratich has the analytics staff, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't use it. Uh, or, or if he does, he completely ignores it. Um, but something, uh, okay, I, I do take that back. He does use it. Um, the, the The ownership does use the. Uh, the analytics staff. Uh, well, first of all, now the analytics staff is only down to two people after four out of the six members uh, left. Um, but but here, here's how they use it. Um, Nick Ruck reported that the front office staffers are used like clubbies. They may work their normal jobs from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., then assist in the clubhouse from 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, one former member of the organization said, I'd be holding a pile of dirty jerseys and a coach would come up to me like, hey, can I get this data for this pitcher or something like that? Uh, and I'd just be like, well, I can't really do that right now. You know, you hear stories like this and it's, it's very discouraging, you know, because you have you have an organization who has the ability to compete. They, they've had talent in the organization. Um, and then you hear how much of an organizational disaster they are from top to bottom. And... It's just not encouraging. It's just uh, not not a very a very fun thing to watch happen. Um, but when the Rockies are good, it's fun. Coors Field is is a fantastic experience, especially when the Rockies are winning. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the front office or ownership has any any idea, um, any goal towards trying to be a competitive baseball team. They say they are, but. Their actions don't really put it in uh, in that category. So, I mean, you know, you look at it and that's that's how it looks from the outside in. Um, One more thing I did want to highlight, not necessarily part of the entire roasting situation, but there was a quote from Nolan Arenado that came out, uh, I think, in a recent press conference where he where he talked about his time in Colorado and his time in St. Louis so far. Um, He said, this is the quote in its entirety, he said, quote, I'm going to miss some of my boys in Colorado, the people I care about over there. I've known them since I was 17 year old or when I was called up at 22, but the sweet moment was coming here to a great organization with great history and with great players, players that I've admired for a long time. It's a different vibe, the meetings, the attention to detail, they talk about things I've never heard before as far as rules, plays, how I need to approach the plays. How we need to touch a base to go to the next base. If there's a first and third situation, how we need to go, where to be. We went over this stuff in Colorado, but the way they explain it or the way you want to do it here is different. I love it. So, I, I obviously, I think Nolan is happy uh, with his fit in St. Louis. And, yeah, he deserves it. Fantastic player. Um, he should get his dues. And, you know, that's that's where he belongs for the time being. But I think what the worst part of that is is sort of the indictment um, that the Colorado Rockies are just behind the curve. I mean, the Cardinals are an outstanding team. They've been kind of middle of the road. I mean, at least the past few seasons they have been, but, you know, they've been competitive. But, but there's nothing spectacular about the Cardinals the past few seasons. Uh, they're, they're an average baseball team. It, and, you know, they have some up-and-coming guys. They have some good good roster pieces. So, um, but, but the Cardinals aren't juggernauts. So the fact that they are so far ahead of the Rockies, at least in this perspective, that Nolan notices an instant difference in the way that they teach baseball to their players um, is an indictment on the Rockies. Because you can't be in a quote-unquote small market like Colorado and you know, afford to fall behind in stuff like baseball fundamentals, baseball rules teaching, like that. So, again, I, I think that's just not not a very encouraging sign. Um, a, a definitely a sign of some organizational distress, organizational uh, mismanagement, uh, miscommunication, bunch bunch of stuff like that. Um, not sure which is which is more, which is less, but that's uh that's how it looks from the outside in. Uh, but thank you for tuning into this lesson of 20th and Blake. Uh, next time, we're going to get into things and talk about, you know, actual Rockies players. We're going to talk about positional battles. And boy, uh, that's going to be a fun discussion. First base, third base, second base. Uh, you know, that, that whole infield dynamic is going to be interesting. Uh, and so, you know, I think that's uh, that's all I got for you for this episode. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, to 20th and Blake. Follow me on Twitter at Kc C. Walker. If you have a question, tweet at me, DM me, anything like that. Uh, but thanks again for tuning in to 20th and Blake, and I'll talk to you next time.